Huh? I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth, drafting the circuits, three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Alright folks, it is not, uh, this Thursday evening, you've got the podcast going on AustinMicRadio.com, but it's actually... Uh, a nice sunny day in Bridgewater, Massachusetts, and I'm sitting here with Julie Lovely from uh, Horses for Heroes, Wild Hearts Horses for Heroes. She was on Oscar Mike Radio last July, and that left a, a great impression on me, and she has graciously agreed to come back on and talk about what's going on in 2018. Julie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Travis. It is great to be here. We've had some weather issues. <laughs> Oh that's for sure <laughs> oh my god well we, we, we try to do this and, and, and then four feet of snow would fall on the ground and it's like okay I, I got four wheel drive but I just couldn't make this happen but we're here now and um, like I said I just, I just wanted to say um, I've been doing this podcast for almost two years now and, and your time last July really spoke out to me because Again, like I am right now, I'm real calm. And when I got to your area where you were training the veterans and I started watching, I just allowed myself to enjoy the experience. And so I guess my first question is, how are those veterans doing after they finish the program? So we keep in touch with as many veterans as we possibly can. And one of the great things is a lot of them come back to the program and they apply to to be part of the next session and the session after that and we are thrilled to have them come back as long as they want to so we know it's helping them because a lot of them are coming back Um, and we've got some of them that want to come back they they haven't been able to participate in another session but they still want to come back and support the program and um, you know help us to raise money so that the program can continue Um, so we just always get feedback that it's really made such a difference in their lives that's just fantastic uh it really opened my eyes to a whole different way of dealing with uh, ptsd with anxiety with other kinds of conditions you know and and you told me that if it's done with clinical uh, medicine it's a really effective long-term solution because it seemed like to me that you you spent a lot of time with the horses and they're kind of like the stars of the program, but you have to really get to know the veterans as well, right? Yeah, we do. And we, you know, one of the things I like people to know is that we don't ask you to tell us anything about yourself that you're not comfortable with. So it's different than a, you know, a therapy session where you go in with the expectation that you're going to sit down and give your therapist a history and, you know, really delve into, you know, all of your, Um, problems and feelings and we don't approach it that way so the horse we lead with the horse we let the horses really do the work here absolutely but but you know do you ever have to really step back because every veteran is different every horse is different so you really have to manage 
two different things at the same time while yeah. you're teaching. Now, how does that work? Yeah, so we have some, the people that I work with, I have a, a social worker who's a horsewoman, and she really, she's a horsewoman first when she comes here. Um, and I have two natural horsemanship trainers that we work with. And all of them are just really incredible at being able to vary their approach depending on the veteran they're working with, the horse they're working with, and the particular situation that day. Because even, you know, our horses, they change day to day too. They have, you know, different feelings every day. So a veteran and a horse may have, you know, worked together one week and then the situation is very different the next week given, you know, things that may have happened that week. You know, how the horse is feeling, how the weather is affecting the horse that particular day. So the people I work with are really good at being able to see the situation and sort of step back and, and determine what both horse and the veteran need that day. So it really is about creating a, a space or a time and space where the horse and veteran can work together to accomplish yeah. the goal. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're not teaching right now. What's going on right now? Because it looks like you've got a lot of stuff. <laughs> now the snow is finally melting. Yeah. <laughs> what what what's 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 Julie and company doing to get ready to go? Now that the snow is melted, it's revealed all of the fence that needs to be fixed <laughs> and the trees that have fallen down. And so in the wintertime, we don't do any programming. We just really focus on kind of keeping the farm going, um, you know, keeping our horses happy, spending just some time, you know, grooming them and spending some one-on-one -on -one time with them and just kind of keeping it really quiet for them during you know non-programming time because they are really busy in the summertime they see a lot of people and that can be stressful for a horse to have sure. a lot of people in and out so in the winter we kind of just let them hang out be horses um play in the snow which they love to do really? um, yeah oh they love it they love <laughs> the snow especially the miniature horses they just love running around wrestling and playing in the snow so they love winter winter's great for them but, um, but what we're doing now is just trying to get the farm, you know, back in shape after the winter and, and ready for people to come. Awesome. Is there anything involved in getting the paddock area ready to go? Or is it just, you know, just general spruce up maintenance stuff? Yeah, fortunately, we have a riding ring or, a, you know, a, a work area ring. Um, and that is, as soon as the snow melts, we take the tractor out with the drag and it's beautiful. The footing is perfect and it's all ready to go. Um, one of the things that we are working on this year is putting up a new round pen. And anybody that's been part of our program knows how important the round pen is to the work we do. Last yeah. year, we were able to set it up in our big ring so that we would have the good footing. Now, what's the round pen do? So the round pen, um, it allows us to do some work with the horse off the lead, off the um, uh, the halter, so it's, it's at liberty. And it allows us to communicate with the horse completely through body language. And it's something that we do, um, round penning is something that we do sort of later on in the program after everyone's had a chance to get to know the horses. Now, if, if my memory served me correctly, one of the things that you were working on the day I was out here in July was the, the veteran had to get the horse to move in a circle yeah. with purpose, I guess. Yep. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it took a lot of work. It wasn't yeah. like just, you know, hey, horse, you go in a circle. Yeah. Is that how the round pin kind of works? Yeah, yeah. So I think the day you were out, we were working on lunging. 
and lunging's a little bit different. You do work in a circle, okay. but you have the lunge line connecting you to the horse. You have that aid, that line of communication between you and the horse. Round penning, we take that lunge line off oh, wow. completely. So you're working with the horse without actually touching them at all. And it's all through your body language and your intent, um, how you get that horse to respond to you. It's funny you mentioned that. One of the things that really stood out to me was how the horse picked up on body language. Yeah. So if, if, if I or the veteran was nervous or not confident or kind of shaking and jerky, uh, your horse is picked right up on that oh, and yeah. respond accordingly. Yeah. So how do you get the veteran to really communicate confidently but emphatically to so the horse can understand that? Yeah, so that those are skills that we learn over the 10 weeks. And sometimes when people first come here, they have no horse experience at all. And so they are very nervous around these animals. I mean, they're big animals. They weigh almost 1,000 pounds. They're not an animal that a lot of people have much experience with. So that is part of the process is being able to sort of, you know, become more comfortable, build a trust with these, you know, very large animals um, who also happen to be flight animals. They're prey animals. So, you know, we're predators to them. So you need to, you know, work on building a trust and sort of it's a mutual partnership. And it's something that happens over time. You know, confidence grows over time. Well, that was the thing, talking to the veterans last year after the uh, session was they really felt over time their their overall anxiety was going down. They were able to communicate with the horse better. And what happened outside of the, the, the train area with, with you was when they got some situations that were stressful or you know, a bunch of people in a, in a room, they were yeah. able to use those same skills. Yeah to kind of calm themselves down that that has to that has to be be valuable to you that has to be like wow this is why i'm doing that mm-hmm. i mean personally it, it must be more than just you love horses you have to really love veterans too oh yeah absolutely and you know my experience dealing with ptsd in my own personal life really i think helps me to While I may not understand this particular experience that a veteran has gone through, I do understand the symptoms and what it's like to try to manage PTSD. And I know how important horses have been in my own healing. And so I wanted to be able to share this with, you know, people who have sacrificed so much for us. So it it is, it's, I just, I love to see someone who has been through a difficult time pair up with a horse and just have these amazing things come out of the relationship. Well, just even in the session that I saw, um, when they finally allowed themselves to relax and they communicated confidently, the smile on their face yeah. that, that they, hey, I did this, Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was, it, it stuck in my mind for a long, long time. Yeah, there is nothing like that feeling and watching someone achieve that feeling of they were able to do this. They were able to achieve this unbelievable relationship with a horse. And that just, that smile is, makes everything all worth it. Nice. <laughs> nice. 
So what else do you have going on this year? Uh, what's the next thing for your organization? So before our program actually starts back up in the spring, um, we have our benefit dinner and silent auction that we do every year. Oh, all right. So that's coming up on April 21st. So in addition to working on the farm, that's our, our major focus right now. So you're not busy planning. at all. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you have nothing to do today. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> So, folks, on the uh, Oscar Mike Radio blog post for this podcast, you will have a link to the benefit dinner from Wild Hearts Horses for Heroes, and I encourage you to click on that and support the uh, the activity and the work, and uh, looking forward to that. So, with this auction, this benefit dinner, what's all involved with that? So, the, the most important thing is that we offer this program completely free of charge. So oh, wow. it's this dinner that really, you know, helps us to do this along with all of our other supporters that, that support the program all year round. But this dinner does provide a big chunk of money for us to be able to offer this program totally free of charge. Veterans don't have to worry about paying a dime. Um, so we hold this dinner in a silent auction. We offer tickets to veterans for free. So if a veteran is interested in coming, they can contact me, and I'm more than happy to give them a ticket to the dinner. It's at the Easton Country Club. Oh, nice. It's uh, a nice Yeah, in Easton. It's a a beautiful venue. They do a great job. Their food is fantastic. We have a a wonderful band that plays for us every year. One of our board members, Sean Coleman, he's in a band. Nice. And um, amazingly talented people are part of this band. They play all this fun music, Beatles and um, dance music, and, and they're just so much fun. Everyone had a great time last year dancing to the music. And the money raised goes right back into the program. Right back into the program, yeah. And allow, allows veterans to you know, utilize this, enjoy this. Yeah. I think that's the thing that all the veterans I talked to last year says. This wasn't something they had to do. Right, right. Oh, my God, God, go to the VA. Nobody likes doing that, but they all were excited to come here and be yeah, here at that time it's, it's the best part of their week most of them say oh, so nice. and this year at, at this year's dinner we have four veterans that are going to be part of a panel discussion so people who come to the dinner they're going to get a chance to hear directly from the people who have been part of That's this amazing. program and you know what it means to them and what it's done for them and what they've learned so you know i can stand here all day and say how much i love it and i love the horses but You'll get a chance to actually hear from the people who have experienced it. Yeah, and that was the thing from last year, getting a, the, the chance, and the veterans were very gracious to allow themselves to open up to me and talk to me about their experience just, just made the whole thing worth it and, and really opened my eyes to different type of, of therapy. So uh, that's going to be fantastic. So again... That's April 21st, right? Yes. Yep. April 21st. And the other part um, of the dinner that's really exciting this year is one of our volunteers, our natural horsemanship uh, trainer volunteer, Jessica Norman. She works for a great company called Smart Pack. And anyone who has horses knows about Smart Pack. They make all kinds of supplements and, and medications and horse equipment. And they're, they're sort of, you know, our go-to whenever we need anything for our horses. And um, so they had their videographer volunteer his time to create a video for us. And so we're going to be premiering that video at the dinner. And um, we have needed this video for so long to be able to give people an opportunity to see the farm, see the people who are involved in it, 
Um, Because that's one of the the tough things about getting veterans to come here is that it's just sort of the unknown. And they can watch this video and see, you know, this is is what it looks like. You know, these are the people you're going to meet. And it just makes everyone feel a lot more comfortable about that, coming that, that's here. That's incredible. Yeah, so we're really excited. They did a beautiful job on it, and I just I can't thank Jessica enough for facilitating this whole thing. Well, um, we can't wait to see it. We, it's it's going to be an exciting time, and it's just it looks like that your program is growing. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on the website, and I'll have the link to the website in the blog post. What is your website again? It's um, www.wildheartstherapeutic.org. So I'll have that in the website. That's a mouthful. Didn't want to, didn't want, did, didn't want to get that wrong. <laughs> but um, it'll be in the website. And I encourage you to look at this because this is the kind of thing that can help somebody. I mean, every person I talk to and people I know with PTSD, it's hard to admit. It's hard to admit they have a problem. It's even hard to go out for help. And something like this is becoming more and more common. So yeah. it's just nice to see. So... You're prepping the area right now. There, the snow is <laughs> finally melting. You can get at the stuff. Yep. You've got the benefit dinner coming up. You're 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 sunning yourself. You got nothing else to do. <laughs> when does the actual class start for veterans, and how does that work? Sure. So the the program actually starts May fourth. Okay. And it meets every Friday morning from nine to eleven a.m. Um, until July seventh. So we meet for ten weeks. And we're very flexible. We have some people that are returning from previous sessions. We typically like to keep it no more than six people, just given the number of horses we have so that we can have, you know, make sure everybody has enough hands-on time with the horses. Um, But we're really flexible. We'll bring in additional horses if we need to. If you can't make every session or you need to start a little bit later or there's certain dates that you can't make, you know, you don't have to attend every single session to be able to enroll in the program. So we want to make it as easy as possible for people to get here. And we also offer another program in the fall. So if you can only make part of the sessions in the spring, you can always come back in the fall. So you do two sessions a year? We do, yeah. Yeah, we started that last year. We originally only did the spring-summer, and then we were able to add a second session in the fall. How did, how did that work out? It was great. It was fantastic. We had some people that had come back from the uh, spring-summer session, which is nice because then you, there's just a few weeks break in between the two sessions. Um, and then we break for the winter and come back in the spring. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But it's nice to be able to continue, you know, what you were doing in the spring, summer, and the fall. So like you said, so if a veteran is like, you know, I got anything happens, life happens, yeah. whatever happens – they can come pick it back up. Yeah, and, and yeah, keep absolutely. That going. And okay. it's a super easy application. You can download the application right on our website. And it's just very basic contact information. There's um, some information on the second page just to help us to be able to better better serve you. And if you know there's anything you don't want to share, you don't want to disclose, you don't have to. So we're you know we're very flexible. And like I said, we let the horses do the work. So we lead with the horsemanship. Do you do anything with the VA at all in terms of this? We'll spread the word to the VA. We'll do presentations there, but we don't receive any money from them. So, like I said, it's all free of charge. It's all private donations, donations we receive from our benefit dinner. Um, But the VA does, they are aware of us. We've um, had some people from different programs at the VA participate in the program. Um, But you don't have to worry about, you know, 
getting any money from the VA to do this. Well, not just money, but I was curious, um, it, would the VA ever send somebody down here either to look at the program as a whole or even a veteran from the VA to check it out and, yeah. and see? Yeah, we have had some people. Oh, really? Yeah, the, the tough part about the VA, as I'm sure you know and, and all veterans know, is you know, it's, it's a big organization. And so there's lots of little sort of, you know, oh, yes. pieces to it. And this person doesn't necessarily know what that person is doing. So we have over the last few years made some really good inroads into different programs at the VA. Um, so we do have some people that are advocates for this program that work within the VA system who have sent people to the program to check it out. So, so you really can be flexible enough to appeal to the individual veteran, but also on some level you are recognized by a national organization. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, this type of approach, horsemanship, um, is something that the VA, you know, on a national level is aware of, you know, and they do support it. Well, good. Yeah. No, because they, they get the, the rap sometimes that they're not flexible and not open, and, and people do not understand their, how big they actually are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think it's, uh, you know, that, that's a, that is a challenge. But, uh, again, you know, I, I, I wanted to come back out here and talk to you. Uh, that episode, I think it was episode 52 maybe, last July. Yeah, that's about right. Yep. Um, just left an impression on me, and people asked me, you know, what was that like? I said, it was, it was kind of like how I explain it, Julie. It's, you remember watching the karate kid growing up, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the only thing I can tell you is I, it's, it's like when the little kid meets Mr. Miyagi for the first time <laughs> and he's doing the, the movements and it's very calm and peaceful, but very fluid. And, and, and that's the thing that I tell people, I'm like, those horses picked up on who was being, and I'm not, know if, I don't know if I'm saying this right, people who are being fluid and the people that weren't and you spent a lot of time getting that person to just relax and and be nice smooth easy movements and when they finally did it clicked yeah exactly yeah we spend a lot of time on you know working on mindfulness and just being in the moment with the horses which you know that's what ptsd really robs you of is that ability to just be in the moment because you don't trust anything you don't trust your surroundings so you're always worried about what's going to happen or what happened in the past where horses don't function like that they don't so you know horses they have survived for thousands of years in the wild because they are always in the moment they don't worry about what happened yesterday and they assess a danger and then if they find out it's not something that needs to be you know, worried about, they go back to being calm. Um, so we can really learn a lot from you know, meeting horses where they are, which is right now. Because it's a very different, because horses, as you said, are prey animals. Yeah. And like dogs are predators, because there's the dog therapy. That's a really big thing right, too. Right, right. But I think you said before, you tried to, to tell me it's it's two different schools. It is, yeah. And how is that? Yeah, so like I said, dogs are predators. Okay. Um, you know, no matter how friendly a dog is, that's their nature. They're still predators. Horses are prey animals, so that's how they protect themselves. They are, you know, flight animals. They're not going to stay and fight. They're going to they're gonna flee. 
Um, so for a horse to build a relationship with a human being who is innately a predator, that's a huge thing. Um, you know, for them to let us sort of, you know, touch them and brush them and, and, you know, work with them in ways that they feel very vulnerable, that is a huge amount of trust that you have to build with this animal. Um, so with dogs, and I, I honestly don't know a lot about working with dogs. Um, one of the veterans actually who's come to our program, she trains dogs. So she has said that there are some similarities, um, but I would have to talk with her more about, you know, specifically how well, well, no, the, the, it's the, different. The reason I had asked was, is, is yeah, there, there is a difference between uh, dog train and horse train because of how the animal is evolved over, you yeah. know, time and, and the environments they're in. And so it's two totally different, um, for lack of a better term, animals. Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting to see how uh, what people would consider just a, an ordinary animal yeah. uh, do for a veteran. So um, all I can say is it's just it's just great to have some good weather to talk to you. I know. It's so warm in the sun. <laughs> um, I'm sure the place will look completely different. In, in, oh, it in, will. When you come in May, it'll look totally yeah, different. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping that we come back in, in May and yeah. possibly uh, do what I did last year and you know great. talk to the, to the veterans again. Yeah, and I just... Um, and one of the reasons I do this is because, you know, some of my friends have uh, passed on through the end result of PTSD. Just, and I don't want that anymore. And, and talking to those veterans last year gave me hope. So thank you so much for everything that you do. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for supporting us. No problem. Folks, you're going to be able to go on to the Oscar Mike radio blog post for this uh, episode. And also you can check out the YouTube links when I put this on YouTube for the Wild Hearts Horses for Heroes website and the link to the benefit dinner. You know, you, you sometimes wonder where your money goes. I can assure you it all goes back here. I'm sitting right in the barn right now. I feel like I'm back in Illinois. It's great. So, <laughs> Julie, once again, thank you so much. Thank you, Travis. All right, this is OMR, and we are out. <laughs>